Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode. Hey, super happy to be here. I've oh, got yeah. Cooper and Ashford with me. Yep. My name is Kyle. For those of you that are turning in, tuning in for the first time, you're in for a treat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're curious right off the bat. I gotta know. Pineapple on pizza? Yeah, not a fan. No, I'm the only one. Dude, you're the only one, and it's weird. You're not only the only one. This may be the weird. last time that you're. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Get <laughs> you're, out. You're my, done. Uh, last podcast here, guys. <laughs> uh, but if you are tuning in for the first time, my name's Kyle. Like I said, I've got Cooper and Ashford with me. We work for Off-Road Power Products, mm-hmm. uh, where we pretty much just get to live the dream all the time. Uh, we're enthusiasts in the outdoors, whether it's camping, um, family trips, camping. Uh, building sweet, awesome, cool trucks, camping, ATVs, UTVs, you name it. Food. Food. Don't forget timeouts for food. Cooking. Um, yeah. Off-rotoring. And yeah. it's... Off-rotoring. Overlanding. <laughs> Overlanding. I like to do the rock verlanding, which is rock like rock landing. crawling slash overlanding all in one. <laughs> Full-size Invasion posted a picture of you in Howitzer um, coming down one of the... I think it was a full site yeah it was the oh, last yeah, full site no, and that ev- was high dive and everyone just absolutely went bonkers on the internet that's yeah. not overlanding and i was like oh it's totally it's that's totally it doesn't, doesn't mean yeah Anyways. whether you're in a walmart parking lot they, they were mad because it was like hard because no because it was he was coming down a pretty pretty radical ledge and it's pretty high, high dive it's a pretty good one and People were just like, that's not overlanding. It's like, no, like, I mean, everybody's got their own definition of it. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, even if that truck was on a, a forest road, that's I, a I felt like I was overland that, right there. Well, not only that, but that truck is 
is built for overlanding rooftop yeah. tent rack lighting out the yin yang it's oh, got all the amenities food i had yeah. in that thing. <laughs> ah. uh, but anyways that's what we like to do here at off-road power products we like to build trucks build side-by-sides we like to go camping we like to uh do a little bit of everything. If it's related to the outdoors, uh, we're into it. And that's what's really awesome about this company. Um, the founder, Brian Howell, has kind of created this company based on everyone's interests. So uh, we've everything all kind of... we love every, to do. Yeah, we all love to go camping. Um, we got into side-by-sides and, you know, Ash is a big motocross guy. Um, yeah. So we just kind of were like, hey, or I shouldn't say we. He was like, let's let's make... There's a business, so we oh, got we got an awesome crew. Like, when was the last time we went into his office to <clears> talk <throat> to him about an idea oh. that he wasn't like, "I love it, let's go do it right now." <laughs> That's what that it's it's like the scary thing, but I love it the most because if he gets it, it, and not only him, you too. It's like yeah. you guys come up with these crazy ideas, and it's like this is really happening. We're putting a Hellcat inside of a 1970s Ram Charger. Oh heck yeah, and we are. Yeah. Um, but that's what we're about here. And uh, like I said, we're enthusiasts. We're doing this podcast organically after hours mm-hmm. on our own time because we like to do it and we like to talk about it and we like to chat with you guys. So that's a little bit about our podcast. If it's the first time you guys are tuning in, um, if you guys want to learn more about it, you can check out our previous episodes on pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. If you would like to see what we look like, you can jump on YouTube and uh, yeah, you can crop the screen so the tile's not in just it. It's fine. Shrink it so you can cut me out. <laughs> um, but anywhere you listen to podcasts, you guys can find us. Check out our past episodes. One thing we'd like to do on this podcast is customer inquiries or suggestions, and that's what we have today. Um, before we dive in, I don't know if I mentioned yet, if you guys want to submit a question or if you have questions about what we do mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. techniques, tech questions, mm-hmm. um, shoot us an p- email at podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Uh, that'll come directly to me. I can answer that question or we can answer that question in a future podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, on that note, if you guys do leave a review, um, please leave an honest review. Send us a picture of your truck, your UTV, your ATV, your camp setup, whatever it may be, your cooking setup oh, and yeah, the outdoors. Cooking. That'll get Cooper excited. I'm um, but what we like to do um, is just kind of send you something in the mail, whether it's a cup, a t-shirt, a hat, stickers, um, take a screenshot of it, send me your address to that same email address, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. I'll make sure we get something in the mail for you as a little appreciation. Uh, but tonight, Carl Thomas has requested um, a pretty good topic. Uh, We love recovery here. And his question is in reference to kind of to simplify toe straps versus recovery straps, if you will. Have you seen those memes that are all about like, no, Carl. (laughs) No, I haven't. You haven't? No, man, they're great. (laughs) They're great. I'm just... I, every time, every time I hear the name Carl, that's what I think about is those memes. They're no, like, Carl. <laughs> no, Carl. That's not happening. Is that like the, what's the girl version of that? The um, No, it's not that. No, no, totally different. You're thinking Karen. Uh, Karen. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Mm. Side note, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, totally hijacking the question, but you, you bring up Karen and it's like the funniest thing ever. So my dad takes my daughter and my niece to get ice cream. Bear with me, everyone. (laughs) 
And uh, they go to a place they always go to get ice cream, only they have a new person there. Uh-oh. And uh, they they make the ice cream cones for my niece and my daughter, and they're like a quarter of the size that they normally are. <laughs> and my daughter says to my dad, oh, man, these aren't as big as they used to be. And my dad, oh, they aren't. <laughs> Look at that. I wonder... I got to go ask her about this. I wonder what her name is. And my daughter's like, oh, her name's Karen. Oh, shoot. So my dad doesn't skip a beat, walks on over. Hey, Karen. No, oh, they yeah. played your dad. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Oh, man. He probably had no clue. No right? Clue. Just like, excuse me, Karen. Why are my ice cream cones so, so much small? smaller than normal? Uh, props to yeah. her. Was yeah, that Hannah? Oh, absolutely. It was it was me. It yeah, was that's hilarious. awesome. Very cool. Um, anywho, back to anywho. Yeah, that's what we like to do on this podcast, too. Just so you know, Carl. we like to uh, we like to. S- Side story, uh, by any means, we are not here to just throw products down your throat or spit facts at you. It's just kind of fly from the seat of your pants and uh, that's what you get. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get what you get. <clears throat> you get what you get. Don't throw fit. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a great topic because I know all three of us have seen, if not in person, people online using them completely incorrectly in an unsafe way. I completely squirreled us. Did you even ask the question? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking um, uh, toe straps versus recovery straps, when you should use them, how you should use them. What's the um, difference between a toe strap and a recovery strap, first of all? Don't forget the ropes. Well, and the, and the recovery ropes. Well, a lot of it is going to come down to, one, what is the recovery? recovery situation you are Stretch. currently using and two is it kinetic rope or not right Stretch. because there's some instances where you will want one over the yeah. other sometimes you want the stretch yeah sometimes, sometimes. a lot of times yeah mud yeah mud you snow. really want snow yeah definitely want the kinetic rope so those things are phenomenal how, yeah how dumbed down are we getting at yeah. Well, let's just dive into, uh, I don't know, how dumbed down do you want to get? Should we just go into kinetic Golly, rope? We and when- go into, you know, that, that's a that's a tough one because they all like, so when I go snow wheeling with the guys, uh, we do our burning snow in. Right. When I head out with the guys from uh, Mule and we go make memories. Um, This last go around, the kinetic rope was the absolute bomb. Now, for those of you that don't know what a kinetic rope is, it's basically a bungee cord, only one right. that has been made for vehicles, vehicle weight, big, stretchy mm-hmm. ropes, which is nice because you can get a running start at something. And once it comes taut, you don't shock load the two vehicles. It just stretches and rebounds the the following vehicle out of wherever it's at. So you use your momentum as the unstuck vehicle to stretch that rope to a point where the kinetic energy pops them right out of wherever they're at, Um, which is phenomenal in the snow because you can just sit there and go back and forth on things and just keep moving, moving along or in the mud. It's phenomenal in the mud as well. There are places where it is not the greatest. um, But then again, that's where like the length is really going to come into play. Sure. Like getting, getting, getting the, and and it's tough because when you go out, like, how do you plan for these things? You really need stuff that's like multiple different lengths, multiple different styles. But by the time you get done with, with doing all that, you can end up with, you know, a thousand pounds of rope in your recovery gear for days. And you're just like, uh, 
well, <laughs> let me get my menu out of things that we can use here. <laughs> well, and I think that let's use Bubba Rope, for example. I think yeah. they do a really good job of breaking down rope diameter, rope length. And I think if you can, you know, potentially work up to it, it would be not a bad idea to have three or four of those in your garage. And depending on the situations, go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to actually interject on that because it was almost a little bit rhetorical. I'd get a 20 footer and I would get, I would spend more time getting good heavy duty soft shackles because you can do a whole lot with right. putting it double in half, up. double it up, you know, where you're, you're going to increase the strength of it as well. So that's something to know as far as the kinetic energy goes. So sizing those things accordingly, but you know, they make bubble rope makes it real simple. They make vehicle specific and they've thought about it. You know, these are the weight ratings they need to be at. And I can tell you right now, the weight ratings they're at are, are far beyond oh, yeah. what you actually need. Which is is great because it's better to have and not need than need and not have. But totally. As far as the kinetic ropes go, the the problem with getting them too long and using them too long is sometimes you don't have that much space to be yeah. able to work in, and yeah. you you got to be able to you know know how to get creative with shortening things up or uh, lengthening um, via other things, which you can use in combination with kinetic ropes if you need it to be longer. Um, as long as you have soft shackles and you have straps that are rated for more. I, and we, we get into this when we talk about our personal rigs, like all the time. I have a 10-foot ARB tree saver strap and like six soft shackles yeah. in my Jeep. And that's my recovery gear. Huh. But kinetic ropes I throw in when I go snow wheeling yep. or I go, I go in the mud. I hate the mud, by the way. I don't do that very often, but snow wheeling at kinetic rope is what snow is. What? You know what snow is? Yeah. Clean mud. Yeah, it it is clean. Clean mud. mud. Clean mud. It is because it gets everywhere that mud would, but it melts and goes away. That's why snow wheeling is so good. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where were we at? No, you're good. Somebody told me that a long time ago. They're like, you know why snow wheeling is so good is you can go mudding, but don't get dirty you don't get dirty and your truck you can still work under your truck like you just park it in the garage for like two hours and then you can work on it yeah with it'll still drip in your face well let's say 24 hours okay 24 (laughs) hours (laughs) so what makes it to um why why don't you why don't you have a kinetic rope in your rig at all times at all times because i you know for me i just the amount of times that i've i've needed it you really are just snow wheeling yeah or in the mud that's that's it for me like regular towing with them can be real interesting totally yeah and it's really expensive for you to have something like that that's going to drag on the ground yeah that's I would the much rather use something cheaper i have right. my straps that i use for towing people distances that i don't care if they get damaged too much and then i have my straps that i like for um my permanent like all the time recovery and and, you know, we, we got on this on a couple of other podcasts, but maintenance when it comes to those is every bit as important. Like you get done with a trip where you were heavy on the recovery side of things. You need to take the time take a good look at it to take a good look at, you know, is anything cut? Is anything frayed or any right. stitches starting to let up? Because the last thing you want is to be, you know, out there with 
with, with the need for it and, and have it kaboom. fail you. Well, and, and on top of that too, just the overall maintenance of it, those, most of those come with a bag when you're done using it, roll it up, put it back in the oh, bag. Yeah. Definitely take the time to take care of the equipment. Totally. Um, so to get into, so I'm trying to think here, rewind a little bit, get into some details for like what you said on the kinetic ropes. Mm -hmm. Most of them, for those that don't know, like we said, bungee cord there, Cooper hit it right on. Um, most of them are around a 30% stretch to get into a little more geeky specs. They're usually about a 30% stretch. It's a nylon core uh, or nylon outer with a, I forget what the material they use in the inside of the um, my bad on that one. I forget what the, I can't think of it right now, but the, uh, entire, in, the inside of the rope is a, you know, a bungee cord type material where the outside is a nylon and what works really well is vehicle to vehicle recovery. That's what we're talking about here. We're comparing <laughs> those three vehicle to vehicle. You wouldn't use this on a winch application. You wouldn't want to use it on like a, <laughs> that would you be know, scary vehicle to vehicle towing down the road. Like you said, you don't want to get it. Uh, you know, in abrasive conditions, it's going to tear up your expensive rope. But for mm. vehicle to vehicle, you have one rig stuck in the snow, the mud, the what have you. Mm. They work really, really well for that. And one thing that I would compare compared to a strap, which maybe we jump into straps next, is one that commonly gets overlooked. Kinetic ropes, because the way that they're woven, it, it's it's amazing to me the way they work. Just like a wire rope is they allow tighten up on each other. They tighten up on each other. And two things here. It's one of the coolest mechanical things to me. I'm total geek when it comes to this, the way that it allows the wire to flex on oneself. So it's a solid component, but it's able to flex around things. So if you have to go through like a shackle or something like that, you can similar to like a soft shackle. Mm -hmm. But the other really cool part about it is there's no stitching. So unlike a soft strap or a recovery strap, where the ends are actually usually doubled back on each other and stitched. There's no stitching on our kinetic rope. We woven back into it. They're all weeble wobble. <clears throat> yeah, weeble, weeble wobbles. Mm -hmm. You They're know who right does a good little, um, in fact, they make a tool for it. Factor 50. Yeah. For uh, the splicing Splice. tool. Yeah. And, and they have a video for it and everything. And it's pretty slick. In fact, they were at uh, Overland Expo a few years ago, putting on courses on how to, um, and that, I mean, that is the, that's, that's, a, that's a good skill to know how to use <laughs> mostly because yeah, yeah, if you've ever, if you've ever broken, uh, a synthetic winch cable while you're out. Oh yeah. That would be on that. Could have used that. That would have been great. <laughs> <clears throat> well, on a, a couple more points too, on the, the kinetic rope too, is mainly more some like do's and don'ts. Oh, I got a big don't. Yeah. So mm. Cooper mentioned soft shackles. Yeah. You mentioned soft shackles. There's, I think there's a reason why you wouldn't want to use a hard shackle and I'll let you go into that. But also this is not well, more so than just the hard shackle, the point that you're attaching to. Right. Right. The recovery point. Yes. Especially using a <clears throat> kinetic rope with the amount of energy that you can yeah. build up. Was the, the so, incident on Mjolnir kinetic? Uh, yeah. Ish. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the brand. It was not that kinetic. It was supposed to be a kinetic rope, but it was not that kinetic. Gotcha. <clears throat> to break it down really simple, don't put like a, let's say a hard shackle or, a, you know, a D ring or a clevis or everybody calls it something different. You never want to put those in a location where it's under tension Low. or load other than on the vehicle itself. 
So you, for example, if you had to extend a kinetic rope, you wouldn't want our kinetic rope, let's say vehicle bumper, you have a shackle, you go out and you have another shackle, D-ring, clevis, whatever you want to call it, splitting up two kinetic ropes. Because if one kinetic rope were to fail, now you have a metal object that's Projectile. on a slingshot, big rubber band <laughs> that's coming back at one of the two vehicles. I've done that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's cool to watch. Oh, I hooked, I, 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 I hooked to uh, my first question. When we hooked to this guy's uh, bumper on Ultimate Adventure 2014 was... Uh, Is it good, bro? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to rip that off. And his exact words were, oh, no, man. If that thing goes, the whole frame's coming out from under the truck. <laughs> I ripped the whole front of that truck off. <laughs> and it shot full speed at the back of Mjolnir and folded. It, it hit my... 316th steel folded like formed bumper hit it right at the frame mount which is reinforced and completely tacoed it oh, thank god nobody was standing anywhere thank near god that. i had that bumper to stop it yeah because it was a chunk <laughs> of bumper that flew off Be in your center console yeah so you like really know what you're hooking these things to because the amount of energy and force that is there is woof right that's the beautiful thing about a soft shackle like that yeah yeah it, it breaks and it just and then you just have a huge it, rubber band yeah <laughs> exactly Boing. but the other thing and i think this is a, a more of an obvious one and cooper had touched on it previously but this is if you've got a kinetic rope you don't want to wrap this around a tree two or three times and hook it up to your winch cable. Oh, it's just going to stretch. You're going to be like, I've been winching for five <laughs> minutes and I haven't gone anywhere. And, and not only that, even if it does work, chances are by the time that you get to go and unhook that, it's going to be damaged to the point where you're not going to want to use it in a recovery situation anyways, because it's going to be frayed, all cut up from the tree. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really an awesome tool for vehicle recovery from vehicle to vehicle um and you can definitely get yourself in a, out of a lot of sticky situations yeah i've made new and like use stuff in situations <clears throat> you shouldn't and i, I don't i don't like that mostly because this gear gets to be really expensive and when you use it wrong it, it tends to damage it so right um, totally in in all of my other rigs though i i always keep at least two soft shackles um my son recently started driving and I like to make sure there's stuff in there. He wouldn't know what to do with any of it, <laughs> but at least it's there. Uh, <laughs> he, he came home the other night. One of the tires is flat on the truck. I'm like, how long has that been flat? What? <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't know the light started coming on on the dash, but I had no idea. Like, Cooper, <laughs> come on, boy. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's too funny. And for those of you that have no clue what a soft shackle is, most of you are familiar with what Ash was talking about, that D-ring clevis or whatever you want to call it. But these soft shackles are really cool. They're becoming more and more popular. And essentially it is a rope with one big knot at the other end of it, a loop on one side. And when you put the knot inside the loop and pull on it, it tightens down on itself. So yeah. it's it's a, a way to mount either a toe strap um, a recovery strap, whatever it may be to your vehicle without using any metal or some hard object like Ash mentioned that could yeah. turn into a bullet. And I don't know what Bubba Rope <clears throat> does to oh, they make the knot on theirs, but they have <laughs> it's the best soft shackle on the market. Like that sucker, like you could use it as a, a weapon, weapon a for sure. What does that call them? A monkey like fist? Um, yeah. A monkey fist? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. They knock it out of the park with not only their recovery ropes, but also, yeah, their the soft kinetic, shackles. Kinetic ropes are the bomb. Are killer. They um, are the best on the market. Yeah. So hopefully that answers all your questions about um, kinetic rope, recovery rope, um, when you should use it, when you should not use it. Um, let's talk a little bit about straps. I know there's tons of uses for these guys. Um, I think they probably came out before. Yeah. I could be wrong. It's like OG, um, I'm guessing. I've used recovery straps or snatch straps, or there's a ton of different names for them. Mm. Uh, but they have the same kind of idea. I think they maybe came out before uh, recovery ropes got popular. But on the other hand, rope and synthetic rope like that has been used for years and decades and decades on all sorts of things like marine boats. applications, yeah. Yeah. Um, tugboats, things like that. Mm -hmm. So anybody that ever says that it's not as strong as a steel cable or a strap. Go look at the marine industry. <laughs> man, that's seriously. All they use. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, the cable equivalent of that steel oh cable equivalent. Gosh. Oh, forget that. It weighs noise. just as much as the boat. And you're not going to wrap it up on anything. No. <laughs> Where are you putting all that? Yeah. <laughs> so straps are pretty cool. Um, I think they've been out for a little bit longer but uh one of the big cons like i mentioned earlier uh, is the fact that they do have to be sewn into one another so they mm -hmm. double back on themselves to make an eyelet um they also i would say a lot of them and this goes for the recovery ropes or kinetic ropes they usually have some sort of sheath on them mm -hmm. uh, to protect them against abrasive stuff uh, so if you're going around something you you want to try to protect the rope just like a winch cable or a winch line um, but uh, same principle applies they make Two different versions. Many people out there that are buying straps, you might be just getting a toe strap, which is, it's strictly toe only. Don't try to use it for a recovery purpose. It is designed to be just under tension the whole time. Oh my you gosh, it, it just. Yeah, it's no different than really a chain. A chain. Yeah, and chains, yeah, we're not. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> it's that good. So, Painful. <laughs> so recovery ropes. Or sorry, recovery straps. They do have some sort of stretch into them. Um, very popular one for us. The one I've used for many years is from ARB. They call it their snatch strap. Mm -hmm. Make them in different sizes and different thickness or widths, I should say. Um, but they work really well. Uh, two eyelets on both ends. You can get them, I believe, in 20 or 30 foot, 30 feet. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Something like that. And uh, they work really well. They have stretch built into them. Um, under my understanding, I believe they're a little bit less stretched than a kinetic rope. I want to say they're like 20, where a rope is usually somewhere in the 30% mm -hmm. range. Yep. So a little bit less, but they work really well. They're usually less expensive. So if you're an entry-level guy, maybe you don't have any other recovery gear. This is all you're going to throw in your rig. Recovery straps work pretty well. Yeah. Um, that's what I carry in my rig. I carry one year-round. I've used it quite a bit from just vehicle to vehicle, uh, mostly in poor weather conditions you know sure. snow and mud and stuff like that but they work well again the only con i can really think of is the fact that there's more working parts where you're you're relying on stitching to hold the yeah. end together personally i've never had the stitching fail i usually have the the strap fray before anything else happens like it'll get pinched <laughs> or and cut and cut yeah yeah um which creates a weak point or it will wrap itself back up on itself and <clears throat> create a knot that you can't get out so that's the only time I've ever had issues with them, but I mean, what do you guys got? Yeah, no, that's, that's about, I think we, we covered a majority of Well, and that's, <clears throat> I think it says a little bit when we, we put together kind of like our ideal winter recovery kit. Like if you were to want to buy something right off, you know, with everything you would need, um, a, a 
good price, we kind of put together our own, which is our, our winter recovery kit. And that's exactly what we did. We did, we give you two ARB straps. We give you a nice bag to keep it in so you can make sure it's out of the elements. And then we included an ARB tree, tree saver, um, recovery strap. Two, two bubber rope soft yeah. shackles. Two bubber rope soft shackles. So the you have ARB an attachment point at each end. 10, 10 foot ARB tree saver. Yep. Um, and, a, and a pair of gloves. And really, you know, that, like it's, 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 it's going to get you through the basics. Right. It's going to work good with a winch. It's going to work good if you got to try and pull someone out of a ditch. I don't know how many times I've used that, pulling my neighbors out of a ditch. Yeah. My neighbors really got to get something other than a Prius. <laughs> Look, I know you moved here from California oh, and all, shoot. but come on. Maybe they could buy your 4 by e Jeep. <laughs> they love oh, electric. They yeah, can do that. Maybe, yeah. Sell them on it. You're a good salesman. Mm. Uh, but yeah, That's a whole other story. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready for that just yet. But it's a great starting point, um, that kit or or just those items in general. And if you can, you know, if you know that you're going to find yourself in the sand, the snow, the mud frequently with other people, mm-hmm. um, I would say it would be a good idea for you to invest in a kinetic rope. Invest in your gear, especially yeah. when it comes to recovery. I like oh, going man. home. I like my bed a lot. Yeah. So if it if it means spending twenty bucks on a strap versus spending one hundred and twenty on a strap, or seven hundred and fifty dollars yeah. on a AAA tow truck to yeah. find yeah. you in the mountains, or <laughs> counting on your buddies, yeah, <laughs> that don't have it, <laughs> and they have different priorities than you, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but that that's kind of what I would recommend. I mean, if it, it situational awareness, if you know you're going to go into some mud, snow, sand, and you're going with a group of people and you don't think that uh, your toast rope's going to cut it. Your toast rope? Your toast rope. Look, when, and just to kind of like talk about <laughs> things from from the standpoint of all of these all of these items that we talked about are great. And like there are certain ones that you should have in your toolkit for different things. Totally. If you can only have one, um, I would start with the basics. A couple of soft shackles and a good strap. And then you can start building from there. And I guarantee you the more and more situations that you get into off-road, the more and more everything we're talking about is going to make sense. And the more and more you're going to look for that other gear to have handy. It all comes down to experiences. I mean, we can tell you until we're blue in the face what you <laughs> should and shouldn't have. Sometimes, you know, uh, the the budget isn't going to allow for that. But what we do know is you at least need a strap and a couple of soft shackles to start with. And from there you can build the remainder of your kit, depending on what you come across for your wheeling and everything else. Yeah. And, and that's really what this podcast is about. We're not trying to throw products down your throat saying, yeah, go buy a bubble rope. Yeah. Go buy this, go buy that, go buy that. I mean, at the end of the day, we've got to where we have from experiences and past experiences and, yeah. and what products work great in what situations. And just like Uber said, um, the more you go out and do it, like that's what we're trying to encourage you guys to do. Go out and do the lifestyle stuff. Get out in the snow, get out in the mud, the mountains, whatever it may be. Get outside of your comfort zone. Figure out what works. And figure out what works and then kind of build from there. That's, and when that's you really have that one friend on. who you always have to get unstuck, you need to stop inviting him. No. <laughs> Is that why we haven't wheeled recently, Cooper? Um, <laughs> just kidding. Anywho. Uh... <laughs> that's a very good point because just that's just brought this all up to me is how many times have we went out and a total nerd out geek on it where you you go out you get stuck you have some issue and you can put something on your 
to buy list, to get list, that's going to make the ne- next trip better. Oh, yeah. And you right. learn that from your experiences. There's totally. so many people that are online, maybe new into off-roading or overlanding or rock crawling, you name it, just being off-road in general, that will read until they're blue in the face off of other people's recommendations. Mm-hmm. You have to get this, you have to get this, you have to get that. Go out, get some experiences, and you're going to learn what you need. And that's um, and that, that goes even beyond recovery to like rooftop tents. You guys really don't know what you're missing out on until you <laughs> you climb up into your rooftop tent. You don't have to worry yeah. about bears or moose stomping no. all over you, and you got a mattress and um, yeah, every aspect of of the lifestyle. I mean, the the more you do it, the more you're gonna you're learn right. what works mm-hmm. and what things you want. Um, yeah, totally. Only thing takeaway takeaway straps again. There's a difference between a recovery strap and, and a, a tow, tow strap. strap. Tow straps are for towing a vehicle. He's the guy like, that has his flashers on that you can't get around. Chains. Yes. <laughs> Don't go by that for recovery. Even worse, the tow straps, again, tow straps, not recovery strap. The tow straps with metal hooks on the end. Oof. Stay Oof. away from those. Don't, don't do those it. Those are the, your AutoZone O'Reilly's. They're like 25 bucks. Maybe flat ground for a little bit, but mm. not anything long term. Yes. Um, especially, <clears throat> I, I just can't get over that or can't say that enough. Metal hooks are a no-no on any sort of strap because they become a flying object. Um, use a recovery strap where a recovery scenario is going to be. You know, mm-hmm. if you're recovering vehicle to vehicle recovery, get a strap that's designed for that. Do not try to use a toe strap. <clears throat> Obviously, we've all done it because we're in that situation. Again, experiences, but from our experiences, use that strap, a toe strap for towing only. Get get good mounting points on your vehicle too. And if you don't have something out back, we have those um receiver, receiver mounted yeah we were just times talking you about this to recover somebody and you're like you got nothing here bro <laughs> well, <laughs> i don't I know the, what i'm uh, gonna hook to oh yeah no sway lit- bar will do lit- right literally lower a arm on a prius <laughs> to pull it out of a ditch i'm like this isn't the best i mean like i don't know that i've even done it through a wheel yeah, it works. yeah. i'm like okay you're not that stuck we're going to uh, turn you into a toboggan. It's all ice. <laughs> um, I don't want to be liable for any of this. Just but don't step on the can, gas. You can wait a couple hours for the AAA to show up, or I can pull you out real quick. What do you want? <laughs> Just sign this waiver for me real quick. <laughs> you know what drives me nuts, too? As so many vehicles, like I, I've done my fair share of just being a good person pulling somebody out in the snow somebody went off in the ditch hey i got a couple minutes before i gotta be at work no I'll good deed I'll, I'll pull you out no big deal but so many vehicles this drives me nuts i'm sure other people can relate they put a recovery spot under the vehicle whether it be under the front but it's in a position that when you pull on it it rips oh, the whole into front the bumper, bumper. Yeah. 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 you're like, like it's got what? a plastic valance so you have yeah. to go under the valance up into the recovery. Yeah, or right. worse, you got to look through the owner's manual to figure out <laughs> where, where the magical is. little compartment door is that opens <laughs> up to it. And you're like, what the what? Yeah. I just dismantled yeah. half of your bumper to find this spot that I had to twist in this recovery hook. Yeah. Uh, and I think for me, the last takeaway point would be don't be afraid to ask for help because yeah. that's where you're going to find the experience and other people that are out on the trail. That's at least what we are all about is helping other people have fun experience the uh, great outdoors so uh, if you are in a situation where you don't know what you're doing or something seems sketchy don't be afraid to ask for help everybody's out there to make sure everyone gets home safe has fun on the trail um but yeah that's it mr carl hopefully that answered your question 
Um, again, come on, Carl. <laughs> I'm gonna just, we should post a meme for this this thumbnail, just yeah. a, a Carl meme. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, do, I sincerely thank you for uh, sending the email in on the topic. Um, we enjoyed covering it. If you guys want to do so yourself, shoot us an email, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Otherwise, we will see you next time on America's Off-Road Podcast. Booyah.